The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ollie Gordon has just been fantastic. He's got power, he's got speed, uh, he's patient, he's got great quickness, lateral quickness, and man, he's explosive. He uh, can run right through you and he can run uh, right by you. Inbounds pass comes to Durant, and Durant will have it knocked away. It's stolen by Johnson, who takes it inside, lays it up and in. The Spurs take the lead with 1.2 seconds remaining. It's 115-114. The steal by Keldon Johnson and the basket. So lefty-on-lefty lefty matchup here. Seager flying out to deep left center his first time, and he drives this one deep out into right center field, sailing out of here. Corey Seager with yet another home run. His third here in the World Series, his sixth this postseason. A long hold, and here's the pitch. Swung on and popped up, first base side. Nate Lowe near the Ranger dugout, says he has it. He does. The ball game's over. The Rangers lead the World Series three games to one. The Rangers have won it by the score of 11-7. to seven. Hour two, TJ and Toby with you on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. First day of November. TJ, your thoughts on it being November? I said what? Is yours. Um... Surprising, shocking. I mentioned yesterday that uh, to me, Are September and October flew by. Like, like four games left in the regular season with football yeah. and basketball starting. It does not seem. Hey, like... listen, everybody, stay positive out there. Thank you, Bob. A big blur. October was a big blur. It went by so fast. You know what I'm excited about? Uh, Thanksgiving is this month. It is this month. Oh, I can smell the dressing and mashed potatoes already. Hmm. Mm. like hot wings at a sports The only bad thing about Thanksgiving is that in my time of greatest need, my best friend abandons me. But fortunately, my family will be around to try to hold me and let me cry into their shoulder. So (laughs) Cry into their shoulder. Rangers win last night 11-7. They lead three games to one. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers, can win their first ever World Series with a win tonight in Game 5 in the desert. It'll be the Val guy going to the mound against Zach Gallen. First pitch, 7 o'clock. Noah Dolis Garcia, the rest of the World Series, TJ. Oh, man, that's terrible. He gave an inspirational speech to his team before the Apparently game. Though, so. last Apparently so. That's yeah. sad, though, for baseball, man. He's entertaining. He's fun. Um, he angers some people. So... It's his fault. I'm mad at him for it. You should be. Did you yell at him last night? No, I didn't yell at him. Why would I yell at him? Because you yell at all your people. I don't yell at them in the way you think I do. You have this vision in your head of people and how 
Uh, you I think want you to sit there in your are. room and you yell at your TV about everything that the guys do it's wrong. Not everything. That's what I think. It's not everything, and it's not um, probably. Did in you the get manic- after him last night? Um, at one point, I did say, "Come on, guys, don't want to give them any momentum heading into this next game. Let's lock this down, get this last out." No, that's not a big deal. That's so, not a big deal. Yeah, not, I mean, that's that's that's, what they, that's the yelling I do. I think, like I said, you've got it pictured Bochy, in your head. Bochy, you're a bomb. Yeah, none you of that goes that on. None of that goes on. Oh yes, it does. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I may what? say, "Ah, what are you doing, bringing him in, Boach?" Uh, this guy's, uh, you have on this show said this guy should never pitch in the big leagues again. That, I he's said that bum. again last night. I said, ah, oh, they yeah. brought in Will Smith. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, least if he didn't swing so hard, he wouldn't have pulled his lap or whatever. <laughs> because that's so, true. That's true. Calm down. Uh, you know, you don't have to hit a home run every time up. Yeah. Bunt once in a while, and you won't leave the lineup when your team needs you the most. And here's the thing, scumbag Astro fans that were celebrating all across the country last night that Adolis Garcia was injured uh, just because he kicked your you-know-what. Like, had the Rangers lost that Game 7 and the Astros were in the World Series, I would be rooting for the Diamondbacks. No doubt about it, I'd be wanting Arizona to win the World Series. I would not be rooting for Jordan Alvarez or... Jose Altuve, or any of those dudes to get injured and be out of the World Series. That's just a scumbag thing to do. You're, of course, what what else can you expect from Houston Astro fans? Scum of the earth. I'm not sure that's true. I think if Jose Altuve got hurt, you might I would not celebrate bit. that. I, I, I would just wouldn't. No, I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't celebrate it. I would say, man, this gives the Diamondbacks a better shot at winning. That would make me happy, but I wouldn't root for anybody to be hurt or be I happy when we'll they did. Well, I guess we'll never know. I'm very excited to see Porter Moser's team tonight. They got a scrimmage, preseason scrimmage tonight, Crimson and Cream scrimmage at the LNC. It is free. Uh, it's the only opportunity to see them before the uh, regular season starts Monday. We got a... Season opener double header at the LNC on Monday. Women at noon. Uh, they play Wichita State, and the men will play at seven o'clock to, uh, uh, Monday night in their season opener against uh, um, uh, Central Michigan, which is uh, ironic because Central Michigan all over the news yesterday. But not their basketball team. We'll get to that here coming up in a bit. But uh, I just don't know. Somebody asked me, Kurt asked me yesterday, Teach, give me an educated guess at the starting lineup. I I can't. I, I can't do it. I don't have an educated guess. Ask me after tonight. Maybe I could give you an educated guess. But I think Los is going to start for sure. And after that, I have no idea. I think JV and McCollum is probably their best scorer, so I would expect him to be in the starting lineup. I think pretty good chance Tega starts, but maybe Tega not. Tega would a, probably start, I would think. He was a guy that came off the bench and was a great kind of energy guy for him last year, so maybe they want him in that same role. I've heard really good things about the Georgia Tech transfer, Jalen Moore. He's six foot seven. He brings you some size. I've heard that Luke Northweather has just been killing it. He's 6'11". Not, he's more of a perimeter 6'11", though, than, you know, a big-body post guy. Um, I, I've heard 
good things about Soros, the kid from Oregon, and Caden Cooper, the freshman out of Ada, and Hughley, the six uh, eleven uh, big dude out of Pitt. And uh, but I have no idea. Sam Godwin. So very excited to see him tonight. Uh, kind of, you know, get a better feel for how good this team could possibly be. I know you can only tell so much from a scrimmage, but I can tell more than I know so far. So very excited uh, to get out there tonight. And, uh, again, it'll be open. Women win their exhibition game last night by 1,000. I watched a little bit of that. Chad was on the call last night. And uh, they won 113-38. to The Maybe this is a good sign, TJ. The former cowgirl, Lacey Key, or Lexi Keys, led them in scoring with 23 points. So maybe the week of Bedlam, that's a good sign that uh, a former OSU player led us in scoring last night. Speaking of college football, I guess I wasn't, but let's do it now. The first college football playoff rankings came out last night. Did you watch this show, TJ? Uh, I was with uh, Teddy breaking down the remote, so I didn't see it live. I had it on the radio as it was that was uh, as it was going down, so I didn't see it, but I was listening. Ohio um, State won. Mm-hmm. That was a surprise to some people. Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four. Those would be your four teams in as of right now. Washington 5, Oregon 6, Texas 7, Bama 8, OU 9, Ole Miss 10. Any problem with any of that? No, no. It was about right where I thought they would be, like 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. thought that's where Oklahoma would fall, and it was. I saw a lot of people angry last night that, you know, Texas beat Bama, then OU beat Texas, and that they were behind both of those schools, but it's all going to play out with those few in front of you anyway, especially those two directly in front of you um, as this thing plays out. And if you get Texas again in a Big 12 championship, so I don't think any of that matters. But um, that was the only anger I really saw last night with people was that they felt they should be ahead of a Bama at least uh, in that eighth spot. So I'm not surprised by it. In fact, I think it's right, and I'm glad that Oklahoma is behind Texas. Uh, with the way they played the last couple of weeks, I think mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I hope it remains that way all the way to Arlington. I would rather be ranked behind them and have, uh, and I hope we're an underdog, and I hope it's extra motivation. Um, rest of the top 25 of notes, Kansas 21, OSU 22, K-State 23. I think K-State's too low, but none of this matters. Kansas State goes and beats Texas Saturday. They will vault. Uh, Same for Oklahoma State. Um, You know, all these teams at the top, Ohio State and Michigan, play each other. Uh, So it'll all sort itself out, but there's what it looks like. uh, There'll be a lot of shuffling just after one week with the weekend schedule that you have this weekend. I mean, a lot of these teams... Uh, play one another this week. Some behind OU, but a couple of them could fall that are ahead of them. So there'll be a lot of shuffling in this second one that comes out next week. I saw a clip from Paul Feinbaum last night. He was on with uh, Barry on his podcast. I've always thought Paul Feinbaum is very good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you always thought. I always re- highly respect what he has to say. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> totally makes sense the platform he's been given. And uh, he said he thinks if OU and Texas had come into the SEC this year that 
uh, it would be Georgia, Oklahoma in the SEC championship game. And that way to uh, that, uh, that the people that are saying that Oklahoma's in for a shock when they get to the SEC are wrong. I, I thought he was one of the people saying that originally. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Oklahoma is more than well equipped to come into this league and win. <laughs> Paul. Paul. Okay, uh, Brent Venables yesterday, press conference. Uh, let's start with this one. Sooners got to deal with Big Ollie on Saturday. Uh, here's what Brent had to say about the Heisman Trophy candidate, Cowboy running back, Ollie Gordon. Ollie's just, he's just so much, he's just so powerful. Uh, he's got a nice spin move and uh, does a good job in pass protection. You know, he, he mows down a lot of people in pass pro uh, as well. But his, um, his patience for a big guy um, is something that's a little uh, different. He's not just power. He's got speed. And, again, in the hole, he can make you miss. He makes a lot of people miss. Uh, he breaks a lot of tackles, but he makes a lot of people miss. Just excellent feet. And uh, and then he can get to, you know, full speed, 0 to 60, really fast. Uh, probably not 60. Probably like 21. Uh, he's super fast. He's faster 20, than I thought. I mean, like 20 to 22, probably. I mean, that's really fast for a human. But um, how big of a problem do you think Ollie Gordon is going to be on Saturday? I don't, I don't mean that facetiously. He is great. I legitimately think he is great and will be an NFL lead back. I'm just, you know, Oklahoma has been pretty good against the run this year. Not as good the last couple of weeks. So what kind? What do you think Ali goes for on Saturday? Well, obviously he's your biggest concern of the day going in there, and if you can contain him, you're going to have a good chance to, to win that game. That's probably easy to say. He's gone 250-plus the last I mean, two weeks. If you hold him... To 100, 120 yards, oh, that still OU seems wins. like a lot, but it's OU wins. not compared to what he's been doing. So no. OU wins. So, um, like I said, that I'd sounds say silly. 150 or less, and you got a great chance because that, yeah, they got to they got to find a bunch of yards somewhere else if Ollie only gets. Yeah, you're you're having to figure out where a lot of others are coming from that he's taking care of the weeks uh, prior. So. Yeah, I, I may would stretch it to 150, uh, you know, 125, 150, somewhere in there. If you do that, then, yeah, I think you've done your job and you have a legitimate shot to uh, win that game. So definitely the biggest concern of the day, though, is controlling him, containing him. I, I don't do spotlight players in our starting lineups. Uh, before the game, we do starting lineups on the network, and each uh, of the guys, Teddy, Gabe, and Chris, pick a spotlight player for each team of who they think is going to be extra important to this game. But if I did for this game, my spotlight guys would be Woody Washington and Gentry Williams or whoever starts at that other corner, Dolby Walker, whoever it may be, because I think they are massively important in this game. Oklahoma is, I think, going to trust them a lot of the night in man coverage and use safeties and obviously linebackers and everybody else to try to stop the load run. up on him. Yeah. And say, if Bowman can beat us uh, through the air, more power to him. And it's not going to be easy. Presley's really fast and they got some other dudes that can go too. But I, I think the uh, pressure 
on Saturday on the OU defense is on a lot of people, but I think the biggest pressure is going to be on their corners to be able to hold up in, in man coverage. It's a, it's a big opportunity for them, and a kid that has kind of come out of uh, nowhere in the last few weeks, and really this could be like a solidifying spot for him to jump into the serious Heisman discussion. So it'll be an interesting matchup for him. Ollie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, if, o- if OSU wins Saturday and he has a big game. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's right there, I think. They are, uh, I, I said this yesterday, I mean, they, they are, it's a surprise at that point if they're not in Arlington. Whoever wins this game, I think you can pencil them into Arlington. Sure. Because the rest of the path for both of these teams is very, very manageable. And if Ali has a big game and OSU wins, you're right. He will start to get a lot of national talk. 719, we'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing uh, clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed. Study opportunities in several different areas. Crohn's disease, colitis, dermatitis, uh, arthritis, different cancers. There's a trial that you think may uh, help you or a family member or someone that's dealing with something. Hightowerclinical.com or call or text for more information, 405-831-5905. Kendall would like to know, Kendall Chevrolet text line, Kendall would like to know, do you believe, Toby, is this a uh, defining game, program-defining game for Brent Venables? Mm, What does that mean? Um, I think it's a season-defining game. It's season-defining because, yeah, because if you – losing last week on the road in Kansas, then losing at Stillwater, then suddenly how the outlook of your season was going and what it looked like it was going to be suddenly drastically shifts and could spin out of control on you. So program-defining – I mean, I guess that would only be if you did lose momentum and suddenly the, you end up with three or four losses and you lost a lot of ground in the recruiting game that you've built and some of these guys yeah. decommit. And So I guess maybe... Let's take this, let's take this two different directions. If it, it is a, it is a season, season-defining game for now. And then if they win it, there'll be another season-defining game on down the line. Uh... Oklahoma, at this point, first day of November, could still win the national championship or be, what are they right now, seven and one? Be seven and five. Yeah. Seven and six if they lost the bowl game. That's the range that of differences that could happen. Okay? So you beat OSU Saturday in Stillwater – and you are riding high, and you go out and, you know, lose one of these last three or even get beat by Texas or whoever in the Big 12 championship game, then we're all mad again, right? Or you lose to the Cowboys, 
and everybody's ticked off. You've lost the last bedlam. Things are going in the wrong direction. But you rally and win the last three, go 10-2 and two and win a bowl game, and you're 11-2 and two after going 6-7. and seven. I think we're all, you know, not happy that you lost to Oklahoma State. Don't get me wrong, but that's a tremendous follow-up season to go in 6-7. and seven. So, yes, this is a massive game. You can go Lincoln Riley. Everything that you wanted is still in front of you (laughs) because right now it is. But you're right. Every week now is season defining because you've had that one slip up. So Texas is a massive game. Mm -hmm. And then you win that and then you go on. And the next one is a massive game. That's college football, man. So, yeah, this is huge. It feels like this is a how about this? It feels like this is a pivot game for this season. Uh, They win it. They the season moves back in the right direction. They got a definite shot at being, Arling- being in Arlington and a definite shot at a Big 12 championship. And if you do that, you got a shot at the college football playoff again. If you lose this game, it feels like the season could then pivot in the wrong direction and maybe you take on water and all of the uh, – positive mojo that you built in the first half of the season um a, a portion of it anyway is lost and maybe we're not thinking as highly about how things are going right now in norman so yeah it's a pivotal game pivotal uh i think you were going to talk about this maybe you were going to hit on it next segment but eric in illinois has texted in and said did you guys hear the press conference with the central michigan coach when he referenced yeah. the science dealer guy on the sidelines story and sound bites keep getting better and better I can't get enough. I, I, I'm, I 180 degrees disagree with Ted. I think this is a fabulous story. Uh, it's fascinating. Every day something new comes out. Now they got the guy dressed up on the Central Michigan sidelines. Okay. So help me here. I saw the, the press conference. Yesterday. I saw him talking about the science dealer guy and then talking about how we don't know how, what. We've got our guys looking into it. So, mm-hmm. so this was a situation where he was dressed like a staff member and somehow ended yeah. up there. He went, it, it looks like anyway, uh, he went to the Central Michigan-Michigan State game early in the year. Dressed up in Central Michigan coaching gear, head to toe. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought had happened, but I didn't see the complete story, so I was going, wanting to make sure I was understanding it correctly. Nobody at Central Michigan is saying, oh yeah, that's one of our guys. They don't know who he is. He started showing up in these pictures that they found yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and I see him and, like and he's going, looking down on the ground if one of the coaches walks by, and he's like looking the other direction. He's like, wearing sunglasses <laughs> with a blue light on them, which looks like a recording sunglasses. I don't know. Maybe right. that's maybe somebody's photoshopped that in. I don't know, but <laughs> it it appears by all accounts that he's on the Central Michigan sidelines recording Michigan State signals before the Michigan Michigan State game. That's what it looks like. Central oh Michigan goodness. played last night and won, I think. It doesn't matter. Uh, their coach is uh, – oh, who's their coach? It's somebody you've heard of before. In his press conference afterwards, he starts by saying um, – let me start by saying we are aware of the situation Jim going McElwain. on with uh, – Jim McElwain, yeah. With Connor Stallions potentially being on our sidelines. It, his name is even awesome, right? Connor Stallions. He like sounds like a star. like he sounds like he would be a spy in a movie. Yes, yeah. yes. And we're looking into it. Our people are on it, so forth and so on. So, I can't wait to see what happens today. And it's Michigan, right? Like, who, like, 
How annoyed are you if you're a Michigan fan by all this? You're having the great year. You might win a national championship this year. And all anybody wants to talk about is Connor Stallions. Like, like this is such a fascinating movie-type thing. Like, if he's, like, going uh, full disguise at places and either illegally obtaining sideline credentials or swiping them and stealing them or however he's doing certain things. Like, there are so many different angles to this. Yeah. That it's just unbelievable. Like, you're right about the Toll Teddy thing, about this not being a big deal. It's a massive deal. If it wasn't a massive deal, this guy wouldn't be going to the extremes that we've already in just, what, a week and a half, two weeks, know that he's gone to in order to do this. Well, I will say that we in the media from time to time do (laughs) tend to blow things out of proportion. We do. (laughs) So I don't know, not having been in, a power five coaching room. I don't know the extent to which this is massive, you know? So if Teddy says it's not a big deal, I tend to believe Teddy, but you know, like the athletic did a story yesterday. They interviewed 50 power uh, division one football coaches. I think it was anonymously and asked them, how big of a deal this was, and it said 94%, which is 47 out of the 50 said, yeah, that they went way too far. So if the other people in the industry are saying this, the other coaches out there are going, hang on a second. I mean, I tend to believe them. Like, it makes sense to me that if I am able to get all your signs, and it happens the right way, it happens all the time, where you can look across the field and pick up signs or whatever the case may be. But if you're able to go to this extent and and know every play that the or or other teams run there are some of them or one of them, and it helps you win, that that seems like a big deal to me. But just the story itself, I find in this endlessly entertaining. What did Connor Stallions do today? He's gonna a, pop up somewhere. Somebody, and he's got to be if, just a brilliant, detail-oriented guy. Like he's he's next level genius. It sounds like. I to just me, had an idea. You know, I just had an idea. I'm going to call my publisher today. I'm I'm going to ask him if I can if I can do a book. This is going to be I'm going to have to rely. We're going to have to give most of the money to the illustrator here. But I got this concept. <laughs> do a book, market it to Ohio State fans, called "Where's Connor Stallions." <laughs> And it's a it's a Where's Waldo, you know, themed book. Different settings, different football stadiums, different games, and you've got to find Connor Stallions. We we couldn't call it that. He'd probably sue us. Where's the stallion? You know, something like that. So they get the message. I would I would sell millions of books, TJ. Every every Ohio State fan out there would buy it. Uh, Sean, Dang it, why did I say that out loud? You shouldn't have Dang said it out it. loud. Uh, Sean, with a brilliant text, says, dressed up like a coach, maybe he was just part of their radio crew. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. 7.34, it is a Wednesday morning, seventh-ranked day of the week. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and TJ back with you here on The Ref 
First day in November, high of 54 today. Still looking like it's going to be a nice day Saturday in Stillwater. High of 73 and breezy. Breezy could have an effect uh, on the kicking game. We'll see. Remember, that stadium runs east-west up there, so uh, winds play a little bit different. A couple of things, TJ. First, did you see overnight that the Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels? Yeah, it's the first thing I heard when I uh, turned on the truck this morning and it was on the radio, so um, not quite the direction they thought things were going to go this year. So Fired their GM, too, I believe. GM, too, yeah. Yeah, both of them did, yeah. So... Is it possible that Chris Plank's Las Vegas Raiders are about to hire Lincoln Riley? Uh, yeah, there, I think there's a big possibility of that. I think any opening that comes available in the National Football League, I think, I think there's a good shot that Lincoln Riley and or Jim Harbaugh is your coach next year if you've got an opening in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, Harbaugh in Vegas, I can't see. Well, I don't see that matchup. Riley no. in Vegas seems oh, yeah. like a match made oh, yeah. in heaven. That's, uh, that's the type of environment that family. Lincoln He'd thinks get he, wants family to be. There <laughs> he wants to be. Good, wholesome, to be around. good, wholesome uh, place that yeah. he wants to get his family to. Right. <laughs> Worth keeping an eye on. Wouldn't, wouldn't, oh, can you imagine what Chris would do if they hired Lincoln Riley? Oh, my gosh. Did you see Lane Kiffin yesterday? <laughs> Uh, no, I not. There is no coach in the history of college football that I have done a more of a 180 on than Lane Kiffin. I love this guy. I used to couldn't stand Lane you Kiffin. Hate, you did not like him at all for no. years. At all. It, you didn't even it, like him being brought no. up about anything. Don't talk about him. Yeah. He got to Ole Miss and started going after everybody else in the SEC, and I can't get enough of him now. Yes, so they're playing A&M. Right. right, right. This week is that right? I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hear the question here, okay? Look here, he's being asked about. Yes. You know, yeah. A and M at 11 a.m. His success. Listen, listen to the subtle, not so subtle shots he's taking at Jimbo in this answer. It's fantastic. Playing a third straight year in one of the two polls programs hit. Top. First off, a hundred percent chance this was a planted question. Okay. A hundred percent chance Lane, because listen how it's asked. Lane went to someone and said, hey, ask me this, because I got something I want to say. Lane, a third straight year in one of the two polls programs hit top ten or cracked inside the top ten. What does that speak to what you've been able to do, especially with you know, setbacks during the season that y'all been able to overcome? Well, I think that's kind of neat, I guess, three straight years to be in the top ten. But it doesn't matter to me except for what do you finish. So it's good that it brings attention to the program and um, to be able to do that, um, especially as you're going against a program that normally you would think would be the team in the top 10 three years in a row with their roster. Um, <laughs> you know, that says a lot about our players, our coaches, our fans, but though what really matters is where do you finish at the end of the year. Um, you know, so that's our goal, um, you know, to keep getting better, keep winning games, um, you know, we try to, you know, achieve our goals and not let others achieve their goals. I think um, I read where Jimbo said their goal is to be bowl eligible. So if we can get in the way of that, that would be good um, for us too. <laughs> <laughs> the 
their goal is to be bowl eligible. Their goal is to so be we'll get bowl in the way of eligible. That. <laughs> it's great to be in the top ten, especially against a team that should be in the top ten, but never is. Jimbo said their goal is to be bowl eligible, which he did, by the way, say that. And oh my gosh, he's the best. <laughs> we play him next year, Teej. We get Lane Kiffin. There's a next lot year. of good characters that we suddenly inherit next year. Uh, Jimbo oh, and Lane okay, let's being think two about of them. That. Well, next Jimbo, year, I think uh, uh, Jimbo may not be there next year. We'll see if well, they. We don't pay. play him. We don't. We don't play him next year. Oh, that's true. We get. We get uh, Saban. Heupel and Beamer at home. Yeah. We get Kiffin. Uh, do we play Missouri next year on the road, right? Yes. Drink. We get Drinkwitz. He's kind of an odd duck, too, man. And uh, help me out. Why am I blank? Who's the uh, – Auburn. Auburn, yeah. Uh, nobody knows who's coaching nobody at Auburn now. How could there. anybody know? Who is that Auburn? Oh, it's – uh. It's the former Ole Miss guy. It's uh, you coached in a bed. Oh, up in the uh, press box. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Teach. Come on, Auburn coach. Bed. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was injured or sick, and he was in the uh, radio. He was in the booth, and he was coaching in a bed. You remember that when he was I at Liberty? Oh, uh, Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. Right? Isn't he at Auburn now? Hugh Freeze. Yes. No. Am I crazy? Um, is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. See? Okay. That's why I'm yeah. saying nobody knows. I don't remember for sure. him coaching in a hospital bed. He was at Liberty. Let me see if I can look up the story now. Uh, unless I'm thinking of the wrong guy. He was at Liberty and, um, yeah, it came right up. Hugh Freeze hospital bed came right up. <laughs> they, they put him, what was wrong with him? Um, he had a staph infection. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And so they put him in a hospital bed in the coach's That's booth. right, and he's, like, looking out over the window, laying there. He's calling the game, yeah. coaching the that's game right. from a that's hospital right. bed. That's right. Liberty. That's right. Because <laughs> he, isn't he, like, in his uh, hat and everything in the bed? Like, I, yeah, I, I remember that. And, uh, and we, we can't forget about Sark, too. So, so look at that next year. Saban, Heupel, Beamer, Kiffin, Drink, Freeze, and Sark, if they're all still there. Which, I mean, drinks off the hot seat. Freeze just got there. Beamer, I guess, is a possibility, but I can't imagine they'd fire him. They, uh, they were just thrilled with him, although he's I, – I probably all seven of those guys are still at their schools next year, right? Probably. Most likely. Most likely. That's fantastic. Oh. His, his goal is to be full eligible, so we're going to try and get in the way of that. <laughs> A hundred percent. He went to that reporter and said, hey, ask me what it's like to be back in the top ten. It's great to be in the top ten, especially everybody against always a team that you think to, should be in the top ten. Everybody always wants to put roster. them in the top ten, yeah. They're, they're He's been going great. after Jimbo in recruiting. All, I mean, he is constantly berating Jimbo. I can't wait to see the pregame, postgame handshake this week. Good stuff. 7.46, quick break. It is a quickly moving Wednesday morning. T-Row in the morning show. This is The Ref. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. 
T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ with you this hour, brought to you by Hightower Clinical. They believe that everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Several studies that they're doing, HightowerClinical.com or call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, what year was College Game Day in Stillwater? That was a cold one. Oh, they've been there multiple times for Bedlam. Yeah, it seemed like that Sam Bradford year, and someone mentions the flip here with Sam Bradford when they were talking about Bedlam memories earlier. That game seemed like it was like super cold. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I was on the sidelines for that one. That would have been uh, 09. Yeah. 09 or, well, what's this year? 23. Yeah, it's an odd number year. So 09, and it was pretty cold. It, I, more often than not, it's been, because it's always, almost always, the end of the year. It's Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, it has more often than not been bitterly cold when we go to Stillwater, yes. OU Tino says, good morning, guys. Three to one and Bedlam this weekend. I am already exhausted. Three to one. Uh, must, Tino must be a Ranger fan as well. Uh, oh, oh, gotcha, I'm, I'm gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Rangers up Rangers and Bedlam week. Uh, he's already mm-hmm. exhausted. So, uh, must Whoa. Be rough. Must be rough for your team to be in the World Series. Brutal. Not brutal, like exhausting in a good way. Like you're up late, mm. you're excited, you can't sleep. I'm still mad at him over last night. <laughs> Get over it. I hope it's the same way tonight. I hope first yeah. inning they put 12 anti, runs on Gallon. Another anti-American stance Absolutely. From I don't care about the rest of America. I get one night to watch the World Series. One night, and the Rangers go out and selfishly put up 10 you're runs in the first three right innings. Darn right they did. Take keep all doing the drama it. out of the game. They have no care for the American public and the and the, the a good baseball game. Give us a good baseball game, please. You uh, you know how you uh, often say you would like to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. You would have. <laughs> so so I had to take over the hot dog last night when Bronx wasn't there to start the game. I can't fit the hot dog, so I put the. Uh, where the face cutout is over the back of my head. So I've got a dangling hot dog cape. Uh, Easy now. (laughs) I was going to say, never mind. You just, you would have been laughing last night. Me and Katie were two grown adults sitting in our living room chanting, Andrew Heaney, power of the weenie, Andrew Heaney. Oh, Bronx is texting. You You guys guys doing the weenie chant? (laughs) Our family text thread yesterday was nothing but hot dog gifts with dancing hot dogs and stuff before the game. We are completely out of control. control. He's like, before he leaves to go to his friends to work the haunted house, he's like, hey, don't forget to add a piece to the shrine tonight. So I go in the office and I grab up a... Ertl Bank, that's a old-time car with the Rangers on the side. I said, this is good. I'm going to put this in the shrine. He walks in immediately says, ooh, where'd you get that? Is that off your shelf in the office? <laughs> Completely out of control. Completely. we got to video some of this stuff. Uh, this texter says, whoa, Aaron Andrews whispering sweet nothings in Toby's ear. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> T-Row, take some pictures or video of how you get to the radio booth in Stillwater. I'm interested now to see it, this texter says. Okay, I'll tell you. I park three miles away because that's where they give us the media pass to. (laughs) We lug all of our equipment 
down the parking garage, across a parking lot, uh, a lot, across a street, across another street, across another parking lot, around to the other side of the building. I shouldn't say. I don't know where we ask our media to park, visiting media, so maybe it's farther away than that. I don't know. And uh, you go to the uh, media entrance. Uh, the lady there checks the gate. Remember the one year where we were didn't have Merv's credential and he just walked in anyway because he's Merv Johnson? That was awesome. That's right. So, so uh, there's a good go memory in. for you, a good funny memory. Yeah, that was funny. Go right around the corner. The elevator's right there around the corner. You take it up to the roof, which is as high as the elevator goes, TJ. Take it all the way up to the roof. You, you come out of the elevator into a little room, and you uh, leave that room, and you're out on the roof, out in the open air on the roof. You walk across the roof, which when it's icy and slick, they put a little like uh, walkway there, so it's not quite as icy and slick. And you walk about uh, 50 yards or so over to these uh, this like uh, auxiliary building that they've built on top of the roof there. And that inside that, you have the TV booth and the two radio booths and a restroom. Here's a funny story. So uh, one year, Musburger, was Musburger calling a game with Herb Street ever? I yeah, feel like they, they were did. both there. Okay, They definitely did early on. Halftime. Got to pee, right? Got I've been. I'm dying. I toss the break. I go out in the hallway, and there's a line for the one restroom in the in the auxiliary booth up there. And the line is Brent Musburger, Kirk Herbstreet, and myself <laughs> waiting to use the restroom. And I thought this is like the start of a joke. Like this is. So I'm waiting to use the restroom and Musburger and Herb Street. That was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And then you go into the booth. It's a huge booth. It's very nice. They got a little mini fridge in the back for us. They'll bring us snacks and food. They really take care of you really well there. They really do. Uh, uh, it's a huge booth. Love it. Good yard line, everything. Just the windows don't open. I hate that part of it. Break time. Top of the hour. We'll be back.